Today, on Casually Hardcore, Pacific Rim 2, Kaiju Boogaloo. You got gaming in my bookstore. You got your bookstore in my gaming. R-rated superheroes are so hot right now. <laughs> what the hell is this title? <laughs> like, love, haha, wow, sad, and angry. The six stages of why the hell am I still on Facebook? Netflix, VR, anime, Marvel. What's next? Blu-ray rentals by mail? This recipe from the internet is worth one half portion. Come over here and check out this hidden menu from an old Mortal Kombat game. All this, the green guy, the red guy, and more on this episode of Casually Hardcore. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Thursday, the 25th of February, 2016, this is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. And we're having a three way video conference call. All right. For those of you playing the home game, uh, we are furthering our experimentation with live video and also posting things to YouTube. So you can be very disappointed when you learn how we really look. <laughs> well, you just have a little picture up. It's not even the real you. Well, I'm send. I'm not sending you video. I'm sending video out to the masses. It's oh, it's a weird world. You don't. You don't. You are not worthy of, of the full animated uh, HD video of my visage, you see. fair. Actually, my rig just can't handle it. Um, ah. But, so if you are a podcast listener, go ahead and go over to YouTube and do a search for Alpha Geek Media. And you can see the last few episodes with full video. But this is our first time experimenting with three of us. Live video feeds while audio streaming and live video streaming and holy crap, it's working. Mixing all the streams. Mix all the streams! Thank you for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Underhanded lob and out of the park. Ah, so there are many uh, wonderful nerdy things happening in the world. Uh, starting with the this whiffs of desperation uh, department. All um, right. Our friends at Barnes & Noble who are probably still reeling from the noises that Amazon is making about, yeah, we're going to make retail stores now, too, <laughs> uh, are thinking, okay, we really need to get people into our stores now because Amazon murdered our business, and now they're coming for us in the real world. I don't know if that's going to work so hot, though, because Amazon's prices, sometimes when I look them up, they're still more expensive than other places out there. Mm -hmm. So... What's going to make them better? The whole point of Amazon is I don't have to go to a store to get my stuff. 
We'll also we'll see if it even comes true. This is all still very much in the in the leaked info department as to whether they're really going to do. It. They had the one experimental store in uh, Seattle, and then much speculation that they're going to do more stores. We'll see if it actually comes true. But one of the survivors of the great Amazon bookstore purge, Barnes and Noble, is putting forth an interesting thing. They're going to test drive uh, in fifty-seven of their stores. Casual game gatherings where they invite people in to their stores to play tabletop games that will be demoed by uh, staff members and people in attendance will be encouraged to play along and they will try and encourage people to come by, by offering exclusives. So you come in, you get exclusive cards from the game that they're playing or play mats or things like that. Um, I... Uh, I don't know. I'm not exactly looking up the address of my nearest uh, Barnes & Noble on this one. As much as I am totally in a tabletop game revival in my life right now, where I'm just going gangbusters, hitting the game store regularly for new titles, um, I'm not sure I'm that interested in going and playing with strangers. I don't know. <laughs> I I just think if I want to do that, I'll go to my local comic book sh- yeah. uh, store, which is you know, six minutes away and yeah. go do that. I mean, I, I would do it if there was a Barnes and Noble like six minutes away. Sure. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. There and I mean, there's one Tempe marketplace has one. So if for some reason I'm there on a Thursday night, it'd be cool. I would have no problem going in there and playing some of these. I mean, I've heard of King of Tokyo and I've heard of Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, that's about it over there. Yeah, Five demo games. I... So, I mean, but it's cool. I'm always willing to try something new. I'm glad they're it's, experimenting. Yeah, yeah I'm, no, for sure. I'm all for it. I think it's a good fit. I mean, they, they have expanded over the years their game board game section yeah, there. That, that and I do recall. T- toys and everything else. So, I mean, I don't know. I always can go to a Barnes & Noble and just hang out and look at books or whatever. So yeah, the I mean, fact the bookstore that experience games, is still a wonderfully yeah, yeah, fun sure. So if games are happening to go on as well, I mean, that's just a bonus to me. Now, is it going to make me want to go there more often? No. Probably not. Or go out of your way. That's another one, too. Right. True. True dat. Well, I, I wish them luck in their endeavor. And it really mm-hmm. anything that encourages people to play more games, I can really get behind. Yeah, exactly. Um, Although it might encourage people, depending on their space. Like, yes. what does the space right. where you play look like? Because, I mean, right now, most of the comic book stores is basically just the folder, fold-out tables, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and some chairs. But if they have a nice space like that one place in Seattle. Right. I can see that being a thing. Yeah, yeah we have. Yeah, I mean, I've, they already have the coffee bar there and mm-hmm. all that. They have other things to do. So if you're going there with a, a significant other that doesn't like board gaming, they can mm-hmm. still look at books or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to one store in the Phoenix metro area, but it's way on the west side, Imperial Outpost. Oh, yeah. has huge area uh, of gaming. They basically took over the store pad adjacent to theirs and turned it into a massive gaming area. Um, But that's an unusually well-outfitted gaming store. Yeah, it's it's pretty rare, but we went to a place in Seattle where it was like an entire game store that was attached to a giant bar restaurant that had long tables, and they encouraged you to bring your games over there as well. So when are we moving to Seattle? Yeah, I know. It, it was, was like those. Awesome. It was like old Viking tables. You know that one bar, the butterfly, the bar that has the little butterflies in Seattle that's yeah. on the wall. Those yeah. long tables. 
That's like like I need further encouragement to want to move to Seattle. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was really, really nice. And the their gaming spaces, the rentable gaming spaces were fantastic. Yeah. They were like different. They were decorated differently, but one was like an old English type li- um, library. It had yeah. the real cushy chairs and mm. it had a bar that um, they would put a bartender in if you rented the space for the night. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Pricey, but that's it was okay. good. Yeah. Sometimes you just got a game in style. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Everybody bring your monocles and top hats. You truly <laughs> belong with us here amongst the it's games. It's a black tie gaming event. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Top hats and tails, my friend. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all right. So, yeah, I wish him well. Uh, more like yeah. that. Um, that just it strikes me as something that thrives in the local store culture and, I don't know, tends to not take off in the big chains. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the other big thing to show with kind of the turn of tabletop, though, is like, look at how much if you've gone into a Target lately, they prominently feature mm-hmm. like a game section that's more of the hard, not hardcore, but not kids games. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. Sellers of Catan, there's Pandemic, there's all those type of games, and they're starting to take up more and more of their you know, toy area. Right. So it's, it's getting bigger than it ever was. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I've observed the resurgence of you know, family game night and, yeah. and gaming in general. I mean, I'm, I can't put my finger on w- what is it that we as a culture, we reached a place where that became something we were into again. Because we're, we're, maybe it's because it forces us to get together in real life and we're, yeah. we're rebounding from the playing together alone of online gaming and yeah. social media in general. Um, yeah, I think so. Plus, it's easier because I have a friend that's, I mean, I feel so bad. I always get invited to go to these LAN events, and I always go, yeah, that sounds cool. And then I think about actually, like, unassembling Horking my computer, your stuff over there. And it's like, no, that doesn't <laughs> sound so cool anymore. <laughs> so this yeah. is, it's much easier to get together and game with a board game mm-hmm. because it travels so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I encountered something on Reddit last night, when, and there's this guy who's got the flair that they've attached to his username as board game Santa and apparently he's a guy who owns a gaming store and occasionally will just throw up a post and say okay for the next 24 hours here are the 14 games I am willing to send you for free pick one PM me a shipping address and he'll just pick one person he'll he'll he'll, no he'll every person who asks him for one he will send so you can pick one of the 14 games so I I asked for a copy of Sushi Go and apparently he's totally legit Wow. Um, and this, this was crazy. a moment in time where I was really happy that I had a P.O. box. Yeah. So I could give that to him and feel safe that I wasn't giving my physical address to a stranger on the internet. Right. Um, right. But looking at his post history and looking at the previous times, the, the threads where he's done this previously, apparently he's completely up and up. He just does this as advertising for his store. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping we'll see if I get a copy of Sushi Go in the P.O. box sometime soon. Awesome. There you go. Yeah, I mean, when I have to give an address, I just give your address then. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's why I got the P.O. box. And if you give my physical address, <laughs> I know your physical address, and just that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> can, we tell, can we tell you we moved? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. And did you okay. get, uh, so you, I, I, actually, I, I could believe that. I'm assuming you didn't give your son your new address either. <laughs> who? See, who, what? <laughs> we have no child. 
Actually, I just did my taxes. We definitely have a child. <laughs> yes, we definitely have a child. <laughs> Our little dependent. Our little dependent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Deduction, actually. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so the uh, on again, off again sequel to Pacific Rim is on again, apparently. Uh, minus one Guillermo del Toro, though. Ooh. Minus one Guillermo del Toro directing. Directing. He is still producing. Still producing. Oh, okay, so he's still involved. Yeah. Um, we'll see if this goes back into development hell or moves forward. Uh, he has ceded the chair to Stephen S. DeKnight, um, who did Daredevil on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So proof of quality, uh, at least in our wheelhouse, definitely there. Yes. Uh, sure. Now, Daredevil does not equal giant freaking robots and monsters, um, but we'll see what he comes up with. I, I didn't a- see the first one, so. <laughs> you didn't see the first one? You didn't no. miss much. I'm sorry, Dax, you're breaking up. Uh, no. You know me and giant monsters. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It was... Ba- it, uh, the best way I can describe it is this is what the guys who made the, the Godzilla movies in the big rubber suits would have made if they had access to today's technology. Yeah, but it's still a big freaking yeah, monster. I mean, I, I enjoyed it more than the Godzilla remake. Oh, I'll heck yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, there's just a little too... I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the curious thing I'm going to have is because they went, like, ultra cheese with it a lot of the time in, oh, that, yeah. in the oh, first yeah. movie. So I'm curious to see, are they going to stick with that since that's the folks that really like the movie obviously that's they got enough of us on them. board to make money so or are they going to take a different direction and say you know now we're going to make it like you know <laughs> daredevil where we have a five minutes no no cut scene it's <laughs> of yeah. gaiju battling whatever the hell the robots were called or were they the gaiju uh battling. no the kaiju are the monsters Right. And oh, the, the Jaegers, Jaegers yeah. hunters were the uh, Jaegermeisters. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Hunter Sit shamans. Shamans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see what, if it, if it even you know sticks because this is one of those ones that seems to circle the drain and then spin back into development and. But yeah. there's you no know, not insignificant names attached to it. I'm I'm all for it. Um, bring me my cheese. Just bring me some crackers with it when when it hits on the screen. It was it was exactly what I needed it to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving we'll on. Actually, I want to throw one thing in before oh. we go on to that. Jesus, Grail's throwing up. Just re- recently announced, uh, they have announced who's going to be playing Iron Fist. Ah, I did not see that. Yeah, so Finn Jones, who's best known for playing the Knight of Flowers yeah, in the, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, is a, who's going to be playing uh, Iron Fist. Ha! Well, so. he's definitely Caucasian and blonde enough. He's yep. pretty. That's, yep. I mean, that's the character. There's some, you know, debate going back and forth over whether or not they should have gone with a different ethnicity on the role. Uh, that but was, That's a core part of the character. Is he it is. It's the a Western big piece guy who was, was indoctrinated into the Eastern... Religion and, and right. martial art. So, yeah. I don't, to me, any time that race is a big like part of the character, mm-hmm. I think you should try probably to stick with that race. Right. Um, you know, case, ch- would, changing Nick say, Fury around, Nick Fury being white or black never 
it never was part of his character. Right. So it didn't it didn't affect it it was perfectly anything. fine. And you know, obviously there's a lot of room for uh other ethnicities in comic book characters because mm-hmm. for a long time everybody was a white male. Right. <laughs> so no, there there is the so, problem is the source material is very Caucasian. Uh, because of where it sprang from. And it's right. v- it's very much on the tip of people's tongues right now because it's Oscar sure. so white season. And they're not wrong. No. But in this case, I mean, this, is, this would be similar to them changing Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, into an Asian guy. Because a big part of his story was he was a non-believing Westerner. Right. With an ego and an attitude who did a complete 180 and became the Sorcerer Supreme right. through Eastern religions. And if you, it's a much less interesting story if it's someone who grew up in that culture already with the seeds of belief all around them. And that's exactly the same kind of story that is told with Iron Fist. Um, yeah, I think, I think it works, works well with him. I mean, Dr. Strange, you can make the argument as long as he's a Westerner, you're right. okay. Yeah. Then, but, yeah, they, they could even do someone... Of right. Asian descent, sure. As long as you just make clear, born, raised Asian American, right, and right. has knows nothing of his his, his, oh, his, of his cultural history. Yeah, mm-hmm. All about that. So I mean, it's fine. I but I think in this case, it's it's the right move for the character. So, yeah. so yeah, and yeah, he's pretty enough, and oh yeah, blonde he's enough, very pretty. Yeah. So this one. Again, I'm I'm I keep ending up in the place where Marvel is really taking on the challenges of okay, these are you know C level superhero oh, yeah. characters that if you took them and translated them directly from the page are goofy as hell. Yeah, I mean Iron Fist, spandex, 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 green, yellow, freaking headscarf, bandana. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so... Well, Jessica Jones' outfit wasn't spectacular either. And they even had a a nod to it where they had her friend (laughs) hold up the um, jewel Jewel. uh, (laughs) costume. Um, And they had a very subtle nod to Luke Cage's uniform. When you first met him, he's in a yellow T-shirt and black jeans, which is essentially... What they had would happen was was the deep V neck showing off the chest, uh, yellow gold shirt, the chain for a belt, and the black leather pants. Because black exploitation, oh my God, is what Luke Cage started its life as. Sure, um, Power Man. Good lord. Um, so they've demonstrated to me time and again that they're absolutely able to tame it, calm it down, maintain the core of the characters, but I still. My starting point is, okay, my memory of the comic book, and I have not seen what they're planning on turning it into, so I'm stuck with dude in yellow and green spandex. So, we'll see. Um, this one's a, a ways off. Uh, we get Luke Cage and Daredevil Season 2 first. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm not, it's not clear if Jessica Jones Season 2 or Power Man, or Iron Fist, rather, will come first. Yeah, the I'm next not sure. After that. It's not clear... Yeah, sure really, they all they've it. said is yeah, Daredevil, and then uh, like you said, uh, Power Fist or Power, Power Man. Man. Power Man. Power Man Luke and Cage. Iron Fist. I don't even know. I don't think they're even calling it. No, they're Power calling Man. it Luke Cage, which is Luke absolutely Cage. the right choice, no <laughs> doubt. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, right. I think good casting choice. Um, yeah, 
again, keep it coming, guys. Keep the, keep the quality up. I am eating it up. Really, the only Marvel property that's that has not really resonated with me is Agent Carter. Um, it, it's managed to yeah. drop below interest level with me, below Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and I love Haley Atwell. And I love the guy they've got playing Jarvis. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think it's just the saturation of all the crap I, I could possibly yep. be watching is, it, is something gets shoved off the edge of the table, and that was it this year. Yeah. <sighs> so right. uh, the, the clickbaity title of the show, uh, Batman v Superman gets R rating. In the director's cut, that will only be available on the home video version. Um, so in the wake of Deadpool. We want that Deadpool money. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if that has anything to do with this because you can no. look at Zack Snyder and he has a certified history of his director's cut getting harder ratings than the theatrical versions. Sure. So I think this is just him keeping to his normal MO. It just happens to come right after um, all the brouhaha about the awesomeness that is Deadpool in it, and it's our rating. Um, but the, and we can actually say the upcoming uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice Mm-hmm. I'm so trepidatious about this one. <laughs> I'm not feeling particularly hopeful about it at this late stage. Um, yep. PG-13 for the theatrical release. And then the optional director's cut is the one that got the R rating. For sequences of violence. So I'm assuming it's right. just uh, bloody beatdowns. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't imagine Superman being like, F you, Batman! (laughs) You need to suck on my super junk! (laughs) Hand me my Batarang. It's the one that says Bad Mother Effer on it. Yeah, that's right. No, so... There's one that's going to get cast as a black man. There you go. Batman. (laughs) Well, I would say that, yeah, I I think you're you're right that Zack Snyder has a history of doing this with his films, Mm -hmm. but the fact they're announcing it right now that this happening seems... Quinky dink with mm. the, how well Deadpool did. Fascinating. I mean, yeah. I don't know. People have to be smart enough to. Well, no. no. Never mind. No, they don't. <laughs> A person is smart. People yes. are smart. Dope. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I'm more still on the higher side on this movie. It's not. It's not Civil War. I mean, believe me, Civil yeah. War is like my yeah. next major. I, I am can't wait salivating for, for for that one. Yeah. yeah. But this one I'm still pretty excited for. But I'm a huge Batman fan, and every report has been Batman's really good in it. So I'll at least the... come out going, Batman was good. Yeah, no. Bat- Batfleck I, I... seems to be the standout on this one. They they, they went back and shot extra Batman because yeah. it was so strong they wanted more of him in the film. Yep. So, I mean, I think I think I'll be happy with it. Now, is it good enough? I don't know. It's It's kind of tough because it's basically like we're having to step back in time to like the Avengers. Yeah. And you know, Marvel's kind of moved on past it. And hell, even DC television has moved on past it. So, well, it and really this, I think we've gotten the wrong uh, sense of what this movie is going to be. Sure. Yeah, they're not, they're not really This is not Justice League. Justice League comes later. That's a separate movie. Right. This is and from all indications in the interviews I'm seeing them as they do their big press push in the lead up to this is this is Batman, Superman, a tablespoon of Wonder Woman, 
and a sprinkle of Aquaman. And literally, Aquaman and Flash are like in the credit scenes. Right. They're like, here's a quick clip of them. Here's a quick clip of Cyborg. Here's a quick clip of, of Flash, just as a taste of where yeah. they're headed. Those three characters, just despite being heavily pushed as being in the movie, right. are barely in the movie. And Wonder Woman is the only one that has a plot-driven piece. piece. Yeah. And even that is supposed to be quite small by comparison to the, the two primaries. Yeah, no, I so, agree. Yeah. This is not, it's a dawn of justice. This is, this is the beginnings, the seeds of the Justice League. And sure. we'll get our JLA movie later, assuming this does not completely crash and burn, which I think we'd, we'd have a more of a sense that it was a complete cluster at this point, if that were the case. So yeah. I think this I is going to at least be a decent, fun time, fun night out. Yeah. Now, the question is, can will it be do well enough to spawn multiple individual movies, mm-hmm. or is it going to only do well enough that basically we'll have more Batman movies? More Batman, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll really, see. I'm reaching peak Batman. Um, but they're not... They're you not can't reach peak Batman. They're not focusing on Superman that much at all. I mean, they're not really... Because he's a boring character. <laughs> of course they're not focusing on him. True that. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you got to focus on the guy who's doing the interesting stuff and has, you know, some who's standing risk. up to the superhuman godlike character. Yeah, and like some risk evolved with him. Yeah, Superman's just like I'm Superman. Nothing can hurt me unless you got a green rock, and even that really doesn't do too much to me. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even, don't even. Hey, look, it's a continent. Uh, it's a continent of kryptonite. Let me just hork that into space. Yeah, I'll just fly that up. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Different movie. Well, it killed his career. (laughs) 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 But I digress. Uh, Oh, gosh. All right. So something a little more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Mr. Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, The the great, the long national nightmare is over. Yes. (laughs) We finally don't have to like sad stories we see posted to Facebook. Right. Or things that make you angry. You have love choice the way God intended. <laughs> Facebook is expanding the ubiquitous like menu or like uh, button mm-hmm. on items posted to timelines in Facebook to yep. now include love ha <laughs> ha Wow! Sad and angry. Yeah. So now we can be professionally outraged with an emoticon. <laughs> yep. But they're so cute. They are adorable. Uh, Even the angry emoticon is like, er, but you're still cute. No. I'm sorry. The the best thing was the oatmeal. Oh, they yeah. They came I saw up that, with their yeah. own extra icons that we needed uh, oh, added God. to this. Which was like, nope, and a middle finger. Then <laughs> F, nope, two middle fingers. This arouses me, the dude with a full-on Johnson. This makes me flaccid. Sad Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I just threw up in someone else's mouth. <laughs> oh, God. I like the meh one, because yeah. it's actually a little dude with shoulders going meh. Yeah. Meh. Meh. And then... Oh, God, I'm coming so hard. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Yes, that's... Oh, ah. (laughs) (laughs) I read this while pooping. I read this while pooping, and it made me cry. Emotions. 
<sighs> it's See, uh, those are great. But yeah, no, I mean, it's so funny. They put all those icons, but they couldn't put like a dislike, dislike button. Yeah, I know. Nope, they're never going there. Nope. They don't want to. They don't want to turn. They're not flame wars on Facebook any more than they already have. Yeah. Yep. But this is this is a a much needed and necessary expansion. I think. Um, you, you didn't like sure. to put the little like button when someone was like, "Oh, my dog just passed away." Hey, guess what? I don't use Facebook, so I don't care. <laughs> you don't care that our dog just passed away. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Your dog just walked behind you in the camera. <laughs> Hi, Rogue. How you doing? <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, so, yeah, this, uh, this is a logical extension. It's just because Facebook is such a thing, someone's going to be uh, sure. upset or dissatisfied with this and whatever. Yep. Professionally outraged, whatever. Uh, all right. So we. I mean, uh, it works. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I can't complain. There's very little impact on my daily life because I, I really don't Facebook. Um, from The Verge information mm-hmm. on more uh even more specific or narrow focus uh original productions being sponsored by Netflix they're getting into anime yeah yeah which apparently has been a very popular category for them oh yeah um, i love watching anime and, and their what selection has been pretty damn good yeah um i was watching one that was an interesting it was a fully cg but not 3d um, anime, um, and the name Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was interesting. It, it still it still felt a little beta, uh-huh. where I kept on noticing that it was CG. Right. But it really, as far as the the animation, it was it, truly anime. Um, like any number of dozens of them that I've I've come to love over the years. Um, and it was just on the, it, it's a, it was weird to have like an uncanny valley of, an, of animation hmm. where you're, I'm so used to cell animation that the really crisp and HD freaks CG one just, it doesn't freak me out, but it takes me out of the story a little bit. Oh. And sure. because I've been such a fan of animation over the years, it's easy for me to suspend my disbelief for an animated production right. and the noticing the CG would pull me out of it. Um, but it was a good story, and I'm waiting uh, for the That's next good. season to come out. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I find on anime, like, I'll just try random stuff, and yeah. it's hit and miss. Sometimes I'll watch, Sometimes like, an episode really or miss. two, and you're like, nope, this isn't for me. <laughs> what, what I find disturbing is the just the rise of purely fan servicey crap, where it's like, like there, there's companies out there that are all about just if it's got big breasts in it, Oh, yeah. we, we will translate it and bring it to Western Shores. I'm looking at you, Funimation. Um, but uh, it depends. I mean, there's certain ones that like really embrace it. Like, what was that? High School of the Dead, oh, I God. think it was called. That one was so over the top, yes. and it was such a part of the show that it actually worked well. Right. Um, but yeah, in other cases, if you have that or... There's just like every other one. It's like some kid who doesn't go should go to this school goes to this school that's for monsters or fairies or Why demons or school? angels or God knows what. And it's a human, and then he gets involved in shenanigans. And it's always at a school for some reason. The the high school student 
basis for stories in Japan is equivalent to the young 20-somethings in New sure. York framing of so many of our light half-hour comedy type things here. It's just a yeah. trope that has developed over the years which that their cultures is, is used to seeing stories told in that framework. Yep. It's um, their trope. Yep. So I, I get it. But there's some really, really good ones you can find on there. Uh, well, Psychopaths was really good. I can't wait if they do another season of that one. Hmm. Um, I mean, Attack uh, on really, Titan just gave me nightmares. Oh, uh, Attack on Titan was awesome. I, can't I have wait to see that. that. I still seen that was really good. It uh, is really good, but it's really effed up. I mean, uh, Ruby is a lot of fun. It is about a, people in a school, but nonetheless, Ruby is a lot of fun. I have watched one. Ruby. That's another. C- that's another one that's more definitely more primitive CG. Oh well, it's, oh, yeah. it's Rooster Teeth, so it's their own animation right. style. But they've improved, like season one to season two. The animation got a lot better. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any season really two. Good. The story is awesome. The, the yeah. story is really good, yeah. though. Yeah, it's a fun. Apparently, season three just finished, and now you can watch it online watch as well. It. And awesome, it's really really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. Uh, another that was kind of teen angsty, a bit, but it was really good. Like, uh, have you been watching The Expanse? No. no. Okay. When you can, do, because it's really freaking good. Yeah. But it was the same kind of um, Earth v. Mars in the future. Mm-hmm. So you have the, the military complex of Mars that is now much stronger than Earth. There's right. one called Aldnoa Zero, where basically the colonists on Mars stumble across advanced alien technology that leaps them way ahead of Earth. And they basically say, ha, uh, see you, Imperial overlords on Earth. We're out of here because we can now kick your ass. Um, And then there's the story of of Earth kind of saying, oh, shit, um, what do we do now? Um, Watch that one for a bit. But Netflix has chosen to partner um, to create a series called Perfect Bones. Okay. Bones. Um, Production IG is the name of the company they're going with, who are well known for the television adaptations of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely past performance there makes me very hopeful for the quality of what they're going to come up with uh, going forward. They're also sure. well known for the animated sequence from Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, yep. Speaking yeah, of effed up. Um, I liked it. That was, it was completely awesome. The story it was telling was horrifying, but it was awesome. Well, yeah. We needed to <laughs> see how that character got to be who she was. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Um so, looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, for they sure. They don't really go into... Now, nothing, there's not even artwork yet announced for right. it, so this who knows? E- early, 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 It'll early. be a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but good to know. I, did, I had not realized that Knights of Sidonia, which I was talking about earlier, was one of those ones that Netflix bought exclusive streaming rights for. Yeah. Um, and just bring me season three already, okay? I know you're listening. Bring it on. Um... So yeah, uh, more like that. Netflix, keep 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 getting into the genres that we love and bringing us more choices. All for it. Um, <laughs> Leon Ved in the chat. Attack on Titan was BS. I predicted what happened after the first episode. My buddy <laughs> hates me for calling it. Well, you're sometimes you're that guy. Well, um, sometimes you're just smarter than the shows. I mean, I think after a while, once you've seen enough shows, you can pretty much predict. Most of things. That I annoy my wife with that quite frequently, and I love it, love, love, love when a show when I'm wrong surprises you. Right? Yes, me too. Um, yeah, 
I think I think that's good, but it also depends. I mean, there's certain shows that even though I know knew what was going to happen, you still, if it's done well enough, yes. you still appreciate it. Correct. Like that Mr. Robot, I knew exactly what was going on after the first episode, and yet it still was entertaining and captivating enough that I watched the whole thing and really enjoyed it. Correct. Yeah. Bring it on. If it's done right, for sure. Yeah. It's again quality storytelling. That's mm-hmm. it's where we are. So spoiled right now, and I'm loving the fact that we're spoiled with the choices of, of a huge range of quality, but generally an ever-increasing volume of good quality storytelling in lots of different media. Sure. Oh, yeah. So written, animated, television, movie, audiobook presentations of really good written stuff, left, right, center, just who's complaining that they're bored in this day and age, just went, whack, you're doing it wrong. So... Uh, as is usual in fandom, um, someone has gone after something really tiny uh, from a movie that they loved and made it real. So a while back we talked about the fact that the special effects team from Star Wars Episode Seven said that the portion bread that you saw Ray cooking up by basically dumping powder into heated water and then a little loaf of bread bubbling out of it was actually a practical effect that they shot on scene. It was not CG in any way. They right. spent several months getting it the way they wanted to so it would come out looking like a loaf of bread that the actors could reach in and pull out as a practical effect. And they could do it in one take with no enhancement. So, of course, with that knowledge, a fan went out and engineered a way for you to make your own portion bread. <laughs> Because we need to make some. Yeah. Because reasons. Um, it's not quite precisely what you see on screen. No. This version involves a microwave oven. So How dare they? How dare they? And the people in the comment section are bitching about that. It's like, really, guys? Freaking really? Get a life. Um, but the ingredients are totally mundane. Uh, vegetable oil, cake flour, sugar... Uh, baking powder, salt, whole milk, and vanilla extract. And there's something here called matcha powder, which is basically to give it the green color. Um, and you know, place oil in mugs, swirl around, add cake flour, sugar, matcha powder, baking powder, and salt into the mug, stirring together, pour in milk and vanilla, cook in microwave on high for 45 seconds. Boom. Done. Portion bread. It sounds like any number of you know, instant chocolate uh, brownie recipes. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Turn green. <laughs> Uh, so they actually made this on the show without the microwave. In the movie, Apparently. in the movie, yeah, yeah the movie it was, it was done practically, and it was it was basically poured into unclear what fluid it was. It looked like water. They've not gone into detail as to what they did to make it happen. They just mm. said no. That was a practical effect. That was all done for reals. Oh wow! Uh, this is just a fan's interpretation of how it might have been done. Because that's what we nerds do in our spare time. Yeah. Is work on how to make portion bread in our microwaves because, well, why the hell not? Why not? So that's a thing. Yeah. That's a sure. thing that happened. Uh, that was from polygon.com. Uh, doubling back to our friends at Netflix, as should surprise probably nobody who's paying attention, uh, because Netflix has already demonstrated themselves as a forward-looking company that basically invented the replacement for their own product. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, in the form of streaming video to supplant mailing out discs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix is apparently, quote, very interested, end quote, in virtual reality content, to which I say, duh. Uh, if they can build a marketplace of streaming or downloadable VR content for the upcoming platforms, that seems like an absolute shoe-in for the distribution network they already have in place. Because it's basically data files that they need to just distribute over the internet. Sounds like a content delivery network to me. Just it's with a great content delivery. Interesting and different content now is all. So, yeah, I fully expect to see uh, Netflix VR become a thing as soon as VR officially Comes starts landing. I mean, we're, we're really on the cusp of, in the next couple of months, these things actually arriving in people's hands. Uh, yeah, I still am not. But it's not. I don't. I think it's still too. It's a wild too one. early. Yeah. Um. Until they can get it to where it's basically me putting like a contact in my eye, I don't think it's ever going to take off. Of light glasses, those things are freaking massive. They right. hurt your. But head. they have. They have to. Right. Shield Envelope. everything basically. Right. They have yeah, to they, have, the they have like ski goggles that envelop your entire. Face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if and you get to lighter. that level, sure. But. It's Truthfully, for me, it's the content. Right. I don't think there's enough. If the content, is, content. If the content is awesome, you'll you'll deal with the big freaking headgear. Yeah. Sure. Um, so then that's the piece I'm waiting to see myself. Um, Samsung demoed the Vive, or is it HTC HTC? I forget which is which. Um, another one that's going to be shipping in the next two months, and it's got another one with a large price point. Um, uh, in the six to eight hundred dollar range, but this is one that is the full VR that includes two uh, pedestals you put in the room that track you positionally and your gestures, so give you that that full interaction with the environment. So they know where your hands and body are, not just tracking only head movement. They're actually doing live three D scans of your position in space, so you can really interact with whatever it is in the VR content. So you can reach out, pick up, handle, do do the whole fully immersive thing, which made the unit more expensive. So it's actually more expensive than the uh, Oculus Rift. Um, what I'm really looking for is what Sony comes up with with um, PlayStation VR. Because that's the one that's likely to have a low cost of entry because most of the computing power is going to be in the PS4. And Sony will probably be willing to sell it at a loss in order to get an early lead in the marketplace. That's the one, and they already have a, a huge installed base of PS4s out there that they can build on top of, and a software distribution network already in place. This is just you know, an, a, basically a gaming accessory. Um, we'll see if that one takes off at all. But Netflix, What are you going to do with it? That's the big question mark that nobody has given me a satisfactory answer to. Okay, great. You have this list of technical specs and all these things it can do. No one has told me, and here's the software titles you're going to be running on it. And uh, I've, I've made it a point to try to, you know, when we go to these cons, to see the games that have any sort of Oculus Rift VR technology as much as possible. The only one we didn't get to do was the uh, meditation one, which I really wanted to oh, do. Yeah. The line was really long. But... So far, I haven't been really impressed with any of them. Most of the ones with the movement give me a headache. Mm-hmm. And then the only one I I was really impressed with was that pollen game. Yeah. And all of it wasn't um, 
you know, it wasn't with where it would track all of your movements, but it did track your head movement. So if you turn, you had to physically turn around behind you to see the things behind you. Right. So that was really cool. And the space they created, which was in space, was really neat. But I haven't really seen anything that excites me about the technology. The technology itself is exciting. I like the technology. And that's the catch-22 that they're stuck with is until we get the units in people's hands, they can't demo to them why it's cool. But if they don't understand why it's cool, they're not going to buy the hardware. Right. So they need to get some kind of critical mass of these things out there. And get a buzz going, saying, no, you don't understand. Here, come to my place and try it. And yeah, you but leave. you still have to have some sort of content for it. Or right. else you, you right. can have the, the headgear and it be really cool, but if your content is one title and it's No, I'm, no, I'm talking okay. about there, there needs to be the killer app or the killer yeah. apps. Well, the problem uh, yeah. I'm seeing, it's the same thing as like telling me, like, oh, I have a full-out cockpit with joysticks and flip, flight pedals and everything. It's like, that's awesome, but it's just it's a very niche market. Yeah. And I still think right now that's where VR would fall. We'll see. Yeah. A lot of people betting that it'll go the other way. but Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I you know, so. Zuckerberg wouldn't have spent a billion on uh, Oculus. One billion dollars. Right, and, right. and as soon as, obviously, technology gets better, things get lighter and so on and so on and so on. Yep. But, again, they've got a hit. And yeah. they need to hit with something big. Yep. We'll be watching you. From the Wayback Machine, how old old games can still deliver new content. Yeah. Uh, good old Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. Um, apparently, this was already a known thing, that there, were, there existed some hidden menus that a series of key taps um, yeah. or joystick movements could access. But after 20 years in deployments, a fan has discovered yet another new menu through a apparently random series of button presses. The EJB menu uh, put in the game by um, Mortal Kombat creator Ed J. Boone. And it's basically almost a hardware testing menu, but it gives you access to play all the different fatality um, animations and all the different character story ending animations. Um, there's a little list of, of people that he shout outs to, or basically just a menu called Hello, where it just lists people that he wanted to do a shout out to. Right. Uh, it's just one of those cool little Easter eggs that programmers like to put in their stuff that after 20 freaking years, somebody finally stumbled upon in the wild. Yeah. Nerdy goodness. I mean- that's cool. I'm still I'm amazed there's working Mortal Kombat oh, one, two, yeah. and three cabinets out there somewhere. But hey, good job. You'd be surprised. I mean, the, the I don't have occasion to go out to you know the modern incarnation of and you know, freaking GameWorks wrapped up, closed up um, about a month ago here in, in Tempe. So one one of the big arcades yeah. nearby yeah. is no more. So yep. we're stuck with no. things like Dave and Buster's and that kind of thing. But. Um, most of the big arcades I've been into in recent years do have a, a classic section where they'll go as far back as you know Pac-Man and, and truly first and second gen, and they'll have you know the token asteroids game in there, in addition to all the modern ones. Um, so I can I could see uh, Mortal Kombat machines haunting that corner of the arcade to this day, and obviously they do because hey, there's videos of people doing it right here on the site. Never a dull moment. So yes, keep keep randomly pressing buttons on ancient video games, kids, and <laughs> yeah, see what you, find. you never know. You'll be the star of the next Ready Player One, <laughs> or something. Ah, uh, all right. So TV Land. 
EVs. Mm. We got, want to do the green guy first or the red guy first? We can do the green guy. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, the green guy. So this is the episode from over two weeks ago. Uh, right. Yes. Safely out of the Gilligan period. We're entering spoilery territory. So if you have not seen the Arrow episode called Sins of the Father from season four, tough noogies. We're going to spoil it. Um, Too bad. Or if you don't watch Arrow, then hey, you don't care. Your yeah. muffs then. So this is following on from the previous story of uh, Speedy's not murdering enough. Right. right. Speedy's got to get her murder on. Come on. Um, the after effects of the Lazarus pit with the bloodlust and must kill, 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 maim, destroy in order to not revert back to her pre-regenerated state, apparently. Because the symptom was her, her wound from Rachel Ghoul was was reasserting itself because she wasn't murdering people enough, and yes. of course Nissa showed up last time with the here's the miracle orchid cure. Yep. All you gotta do is kill Malcolm Merlin because I'm a supreme daughter of the demon warrior princess of doom and I can't take him. But uh, poor little rich boy Ollie, I think you can totally take him. So. She strong arms Oliver, uh, or attempts to strong arm Oliver into being her champion, and they do the clever, unforeseen double cross dun, 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 of tricking Malcolm basically into thinking he's going to be facing off against Nissa, who he right. feels I can totally take her because I've totally taken her in the past. Come. And she feels he can totally take her oh, because no. he, he has. She, yeah, he has. She has ta- taken her shots at him and, ha- and has failed, failed, which is why she wants, Ollie, come kill this guy. We'll try and force you to do this. Which is uh, why it's really interesting that she can be the leader of the assassins if she can't even take the current leader. Right. Well, I mean, because this is, this is how things have gotten screwed up because Oliver was supposed to be the guy. Right. So it makes sense from a story standpoint that he's the strongest dude in the room. Yeah. He was the chosen successor. Um, and Rachel Gould knew his stuff. You know, he was an ancient guy who knew a thing or two about warriors right. um, and picked Oliver. Oliver, just angsty way that he is, said, no, I must protect my city. Um, so they do the, the cute little switcheroo of... Hey, Malcolm, I bet you forgot we're husband and wife, and there's obscure rules in this scroll over here that say, uh, I can take my wife's place in any challenge. So you're facing me when you thought you were facing her. Sucker! And fighty, 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 fighty. Uh, is it just me, or is the fight choreography in the series getting kind of lazy lately? Or have we just seen it so many times that we're just seeing the same stuff over and over again? Could be. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was the sword fight itself I thought was pretty good for the choreography. I mean, the whole ninja war happening before yeah, that in the that city was, ridiculous. was a little silly. But um, <sighs> I think the uh, that fight was good. It just it was much shorter than I was expecting. It, was it like he got Malcolm down pretty fast, considering that was somebody who kicked his butt pretty well for most of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's he gets him down. How much Oliver has then, grown, maybe. Yeah, and so of course the whole thing is, you know, whether or not Oliver should 
kill one of these two people to basically get the cure. Mm -hmm. And he figures out his third option, which was to go all Darth Vader on Luke and chop off that hand of Malcolm. Take his hand off that has the ring that signifies who's the leader of the shadows and gives it over to uh, Nyssa, who hands him the cure. And then Nyssa decides, like, well, bye. This is a lot of like drama over this ring, so let me just melt it into nothing. Yep. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like the best idea, but whatever. Well, let's just disband the League of Assassins. What could go wrong? I'm sure there's openings in like Home Depot. Right. Or yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Just totally qualified. These guys wander off, you know, take yeah. the skills we've given you and go lead normal lives. Right. So I'm sure Which, there, there won't be blowback on that one. Well, yeah. And then when you think about it, the reason that most of these people are there if they is because they've had such something so traumatic happen to them that they went to seek out yeah something else right yeah. so these guys are all broken well not only that but most of them i mean even malcolm despite all of his craziness and like kind of uh uh snake-like behavior he's still a true believer for the most part he still believed he that does. what the yeah. league was there to do had merit and yes. he was going to keep doing that and so he definitely seemed genuinely distraught by the fact that the league wouldn't be there because now the world would you know would cities and stuff. yeah it, things would grow unchecked yeah and we'll see if eventually he's shown right. to be true but yeah. also they have the his parting shot at the end of the episode. Yeah. And speaking of his snake-like ways, because Oliver can't keep his mouth shut. Nope. Uh, we have the scene where Malcolm reveals to Damien Dark Oliver's Achilles heel, his secret son. The thing he loves more than anything in the world, his son. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Whatever yeah. will Damien Dark do with that knowledge? Murder. Tune in next week. <laughs> no, I no. He's not a just murder flat out. I, he he's a planner and yeah, he'll make him suffer as, as possible. I mean, yeah, I think he'll do it. Yeah. You know, he'll he's more get what he wants planner. done, and then he'll murder everyone. Yeah. Yes. So yes. that'll be next week's discussion of what the hell is Damien gonna do? And I'm still loving Damien Dark, just chewing up the oh, scenery yeah. and being all evil and. It, utterly undefeatable at this point and now armed with very dangerous information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it progressed the story. Uh, like I said, outside of the ninja fights in downtown, <laughs> the ninja uh, fight was I was pretty, pretty okay <laughs> with the whole episode. I thought it was good. I think, uh, yeah, you know, there was a decent amount of, uh, uh, drama around it. So I was okay with it. I the thought ninjas it was... could not hit the broad side. No, it was just terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were just randomly shooting people. They were shooting people. All, all kinds of people. Like I thought the these guys were trained. How are you accidentally shooting civilians with arrows? <laughs> we are a hedge. Shot, Nothing to see are. here. Move along. Yeah. Just a aye, hedge. Aye. So, Suddenly we oh trespassed well. in an episode of The Tick. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all moving right. over Great. to Central City. The red guy. Yeah. The red guy. So, following up on the end of last week's episode, they head through the breach over to Earth 2. Yeah. yeah. I it took maybe maybe seven minutes before Barry did the one thing that they told him absolutely not, not to, to do. do. Confront it's, your doppelganger? Yeah, yeah, go confront your doppelganger and seven become minutes? emotionally attached to the people of this world. <laughs> yeah. Like, they pretty much made it clear, like, that is the worst thing you could do. And, of course, he goes off and does it. Because 
people on the Flash are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Just like good. Yep. Just like good. <laughs> this, the best part of this episode was the fact that a version of Cisco died. Yes. <laughs> I knew, I knew you would love that part. Reverb gets his uh, yeah gets his comeuppance. Granted, it, it was the less annoying version, but nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the Star Trek Mirror Universe episode. Yeah. Trope, where we yeah. get to meet all the doppelgangers and all the mustache twirling. So we get to see the Killer Frost metahuman version of Caitlin. Caitlin's Which I thought snow. was one of the highlights of the episode. I, did like her. I think she yeah. did a good job. I think she was way more interesting as a character than no Caitlin. Like, yeah, I kind of am hoping that her character eventually gets there, or we find out because uh, she's left in a precarious position at the yeah. end of the episode that she didn't quite bite the bullet from uh, Zoom. And the return of Ronnie Raymond, yeah, as Deathstorm. 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 The only person that can touch Killer Frost because he's so hot. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hot right now. Yep. Nuclear fission will do that. Uh, um, they, they, they really they hit all the, the notes. Oh, so yeah. Iris and Barry are married in this continuity. They've, but Joe hates him, which was a cool Joe twist. Joe yeah. hates him. Joseph. Hates him. Joseph. Jo- Joseph. And He's Joseph safe. is a lounge singer. That's right. Which makes sense because Joseph was in Rent. Yeah. And he sang. He could so sing. I think they, sang. they deliberately played off of that because they knew they had the talent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Iris is the detective. Mm-hmm. Barry is still CSI, but super nerdy and not a metahuman. Right. Nope. Um, who else do we see doppelgangers of? So we have Killer Frost, Deathstorm, Reverb. Um, those are all the big ones. Those were, yeah, that was the major. They saw, remember the guy that they were trying to get to um, merge after Ronnie? Yeah, him they as They saw uh, him, they freak out right at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's, yeah. who's not cool. metahuman and not evil. No, yes. um, which just just gave Harrison you know, that these just these are not this is not your world these are not your stop applying your sh- oh god right. your people oh uh, the captain the police captain oh he was dead shot yeah yeah he was dead shot well, dead shot no he was no he wasn't he was the police captain he was getting arrested that's right he was a criminal yeah criminal. the police captain was yeah. getting arrested and dead shot was the was worst a- shot on the yes. force yes <laughs> and they took the same actor that they had from their version of Suicide Squad. Yeah, from the yeah. Uh, Arrow universe. Now, but, the design yeah. of Earth 2, I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. It was a very classic DC 50s era mm-hmm. Earth 2. So you get to see why um, Jay's Flash uniform is the you know button over design that it was basically a riff on the police uniforms in his universe which are very much you know late 40s early 50s beat yeah. cop style but very stylized yep. uh, very baroque or art deco-y uh, monorails dirigibles um, it got kind of almost a fringe vibe off of bits of it uh, where they were using these things to just you're on Earth too. They have airships. They have monorails. Yeah. They have cool fifties-ish clothing. Um, so it was like hipster heaven. Earth two. Oh, yeah. 
it was cool. It's I mean, cool. they had a lot of little nods, like the fact that Oliver Queen's dad was the right. Green Arrow. Was the Green Arrow. Because Oliver died instead of his father. Yep. And he came back then as the Avenger uh, to save uh, Star- uh, Starling, Starling City. City. And, just- uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun overall. Uh, you know, interesting to see the characters that way. You have them all on their mission to basically go... Uh, rescue Dr. Daddy Pants's uh, daughter mm-hmm. uh, who uh, was captured by Zoom. They eventually, because Deathstorm bites it because he's being a jackass with reverb. He's, bra- he's breaking in. the rules because the, yeah. there's a standing rule from, from Zoom, do not injure any speedsters. No touchy. Because and he so, wants their speed. And right. mm-hmm. Deathstorm is beaten on Barry and yeah. Zoom shows up and says, oh, no, 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 I kill you now. Yeah, especially after Killer Frost was like, you guys shouldn't do that because yeah. Zoom is going to kill Zoom's you. And he's there. He shows up and kills him and then chokes out uh, Killer Frost while complimenting her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, okay. And so basically they he are He's wearing to, a gimp suit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so they convince her to assist since she, her one true love was murdered. Well, now. you're getting, getting ahead to the next episode there. Am I? No, yeah. I'm not. It's a two-parter. Was it a two-parter? Yeah, Welcome to Earth 2 and Escape from oh, Earth 2. Oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I watched it this all. One, this one cliffhangs so where does with, it cliffhang? with, with Barry captured by Zoom. Oh, okay. So there you go. Um, so after Deathstorm beats the snot out of him, Zoom collects him. Ah. And he's in the speed-resistant cage, big glass cage, across from the man in the iron mask and next to Daughter Daddy Pants. And I called that man. I'm just going to say it right now for future episodes. I, ca- I called who that guy I was. I called both of them, <laughs> if you remember our discussions last week. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was I a- just, for now, Dr. Daddy Pants is basically my, my mantra for the show. I like, like Dr. Daddy he's Pants. He's the one who basically <laughs> says, all of you are stupid. Yes, he is. <laughs> Pretty much what I'm saying most of the time I'm watching The Flash. He is definitely the Greek chorus in this one. Like, would you yeah. people knock it off? And, and he he really gets frustrated with the Cisco, so I understand why you love him so much. Yeah. yeah. He's um, perfect. He's my avatar. Yep. <laughs> he is your spirit animal. That's right. So, yeah, the cliffhanger is Barry captured by Zoom. Zoom, ha, 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 I will have your speed. The B story actually has a fairly significant reveal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have Earthquake Dude on Earth One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Geomancer or whatever. Uh, and Caitlin and Jay working together to, to try and restore his speed so he can be a hero. And she starts working on the velocity formula. And they've always labored under the assumption that Jay had a similar history to Barry. And then had his speed taken by Zoom via whatever method unrevealed. Which um, I always found funny because I was like, why, why is he pressuring Dr. Daddy, Daddy Pants into forming a way to do it? Well, if he already knows how to do it. And th- this is a, a reveal along that road of, turns out Jay is not a metahuman. Jay developed basically a speed force drug called Velocity. And got really freaking addicted to it. Because apparently it's awesome. And it's the effects of velocity that is causing 
his systemic de- degradation. It's not a side effect of his speed being removed. It's the effects of the not great drug he had been using for such a long time. And Caitlin has been refining velocity. So there's velocity six and velocity seven, and they're work- working forward. And they managed to make a formula that lasts long enough for Jay to confront, but not really confront uh, Mr. Geomancer. Um, and so they're left with the um, in the land of okay, we're gonna we're gonna try and refine this formula so that it gives you the speed. And she also noted that the the version she was working on actually seems to be reversing the damage on him. So she's like, hey, we're on the right track here. If we can make keep moving along this way, we can actually get you a speed drug that doesn't kill you and actually brings you back from the brink of uh, the damage that you've already done to yourself. But the bigger the bigger reveal there is like, oh, you're not like our Flash at all. Nope. Right. Um, and the reason for your your failures and not being fast enough to to fight Zoom may have more to do with eh, it's a drug based speed rather right. than the natural speed and it's a crappy drug at that and Caitlin's now your your dealer and uh she, she, she's your chemist now actually um so we'll be interested to see where that goes so they the B story was really quite exceptionally lame except for the reveal that it led right, to right 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 important but, pieces but yeah the actual meta human of the God. week was terrible goggle boy how you doing I'm wearing welding goggles. I'm cool. I'm going to punch the ground. Nobody can stop me if I punch the ground because nobody can shoot me in the face. That's right. Because the cops are just He's wearing bulletproof vests. Well, shoot him in the head. Yeah, yeah. shoot him in the head. Jesus yeah. Christ. Stupid. Like, mm-hmm. just like maybe, I don't know, uh, Central City. Invest in maybe like a SWAT team. Just one. One sniper. Got a lot of, one, one sniper. sniper. One sniper, a grenade, a flashbang. I mean, something, anything. Jesus Christ! Yeah. A slingshot to the back of the guy's head. Yeah. It's, it's not really that difficult. Somebody call Jason Todd and his slingshot. Get him in here. That's all yeah. we need. Like, yeah, this was the this was the on. second least threatening metahuman next to Tarboy. <laughs> Tarboy was pretty terrible too. It's so, uh, but luckily most of the action was happening on Earth too, yeah. which is a lot yeah. more interesting and, uh, yeah, than sure. that Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. So tune in next week for the aptly named Escape from Earth Two. This was Welcome to Earth Two, and now Escape from Earth Two. Da 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 da, which we'll talk about next time. Um, right. Totally campy, totally corny, and I'm still completely on board. I just ah, uh, it's honestly. As much crap as I give it, I'm more liking yes. it better this season it's than I did last season. It's much better this season, season for oh, sure. Yeah. I actually am enthused to watch it, whereas last season it was more of the yeah. I have to watch yeah. it. Um, so it's good. So it's definitely made improvement. And honestly, God help me, the last episode we watched of The Legends of Tomorrow oh, yeah. with their in the Russian prison wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. So, yeah, it was I, okay. I stopped watching, so maybe I'll give it another go based on that it, recommendation. It's worth giving it's, that one a shot because okay. it really focused on the best characters. Yeah. And it was an interesting story that they told within this prison uh, and the whole Soviets trying to create a Firestorm version. Yeah. Soviet hmm. Storm, whatever the hell they want to call it. Whatever. But yeah, it was... Soviet Storm! Yeah, I liked it. And we were like, well... Well, do we watch it? Do we have anything else that we Is need there to watch? Anything else we haven't seen? 
Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. And Leonaved in the uh, IRC makes the note that if you were listening carefully, they did refer to Mayor Snart. Yes. Um, oh, yes, I did too. This is true. Yes. Um, <laughs> Leonaved says, okay, that I'm so hot right now. Did that make anyone else uncomfortable as F? What? <laughs> Me. You cut out. I was just, just when I was saying, I'm so hot. And right now, now you're all staticky and it sounds like you're. You in. are breaking apart. You yes. guys sound fantastic. Wow, oh, you, sound you sound terrible. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 to the rest of the world, I sound good out to them. So it's, it's uh, the Skype link between you and me, apparently. Oh, maybe. Which is good because it means nothing, nothing crappy is being recorded. Um, recorded. So you don't matter. Uh, and anyways, now I can't hear you at all. It's the end of the show Yay. anyway. So you are dead to us. You are dead to us. You are dead to us now. I'm going to. And now he's not talking. So, but however. Speaking speaking into microphone? Now do you hear anything? There you go. Yeah, I'm back. Now we sort of hear you. You sound like you're coming he's, over. He's but okay. At least we can hear you. He's Thin end of wire. show anyway. Okay, end it. We'll shut I up will, and let you talk I shall to end it now before it dies a horrible death. Uh, all the usual stuff. You can find us on the internet at alphageekradio.com. Point your mobile phone at alphageekradio.com to get the mobile app. You can play live video, live audio, pre-recorded, on-demand, chat. All the stuff is there. Just use your phone's browser to the regular website, and it will automatically redirect you to the cool new way of doing it. All the cool kids are doing it, and you should too. Uh, Facebook and Google+, Plus. just do a search there for either Casually Hardcore for the show or Alpha Geek Radio for the, or Alpha Geek Media, excuse me, for the network. On Twitter, you can follow the network. Alpha Geek Radio for the shows, Alpha Geek Media for me, Grail CH for him, Daxa, that's D-A-K-S-A, not D-A-X-A, C-H for Daxa, and the show is Hardcore Casuals. You can send us emails to the show at alphageekradio.com, that is the show at alphageekradio.com. Find us on the Reddits, alphageekradio.reddit.com. If you want to support the station and all that it does, become our patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash alpha geek and send us a buck or two a month. It's appreciated and help me move towards my dream of doing this for a living. Uh, we're also available on lots of other services. Just go to tunein.alphageekradio.com for the ever-growing list of ways to watch and listen live and pre-recorded. It is all good and awesome, and we hope you join us. In the meantime, if my co-hosts can still hear me, I have yes. a gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.